Good evening, and welcome one more time to the University of Spiritual Warfare. Bible Code 7, University of Spiritual Warfare. We take delight in welcoming you here tonight, March 31st, 2022. The end, the last day of March, the third month. So the first quarter is going to be over in a few hours, midnight. Then we will begin April the second quarter of 2022. And what you see before your very eyes is the fulfillment of biblical prophecy, prophesied by Jesus himself. He will shorten the days for the sake of the elect. He will shorten the duration. Time will be compressed for our sakes, not for the world's sakes, for the sake of the elect, the chosen of God, those who look to and are uh, uh, anticipating the coming of Jesus Christ. So this is who you are, and this is where we are today. And guess what? We're excited because, you see, we're seeing all this fulfilled. And all of what Jesus promised us, he said, don't worry, I'm going to take care of you. Remember now, John 17:15. Jesus prayed and asked, Daddy, Daddy, do not take my disciples out of the world. No rapture before the tribulation. Leave them all here. They're going to be light in darkness. They're going to be salt in the stinking sewer of a world. This rotten, conniving, evil world. They're going to be the salt. But Daddy, protect them, preserve them, keep them from the evil one. Give them what it takes to preserve themselves. And that's where Bible Code 7 comes in. We were not left uh, without a strategy. We were not left... Uh, without something to protect ourselves. We're not orphans. We're not a wandering people as if to say, well, what are we going to do? No, we have been endued with power. Jesus told us that. He said, look, I give you power to trample upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall in any ways, means, methods, devices harm you. But it's been lost from the church. Pastors don't teach it because they don't know it. And what I learned, I've had great pastors, great bishops, great evangelists, great men and women of the fivefold ministry that came and they taught me. And believe me, they were great people, 24-carat golden bishops, evangelists. And I've got to lift my hat to them and tell you they taught you holy living, righteous living. But I've said it before and I've said it again, no one ever really taught us warfare, strictly warfare. None. They taught you a little bit. They come on the edge. You see what they do? Yes. But nothing like I'm teaching you right now. Code 7, uh-uh. No one taught me that. No one brought anything regarding Bible Code 7 to my attention. Nothing. And I've heard over my Christian years, over 30-odd years of being a Christian, I've heard him singing and dancing, taking back what the devil stole from you. But you can't sing to the devil. How are you going to take it back? You need a strategy, just like God told Joshua. Joshua, I want you to go over to Jericho, and I want you to cut down the king and all his mighty men. Bring Jericho and everything in there, and I want it. You conquer it. Bring everything in there. Bring it to me. How are you going to take it? Need a what? Strategy. You need a what? Strategy. So God's command, promise, I give you Jericho. 
So if between the promise and the manifestation and get the job done, what needs to be employed? A strategy. So tonight we're talking about taking what God promised by force. Taking what God promised us by what? Force. The only thing the devil understands is what? Force. In this world, the only thing the devil understands is what? Force. That's why they want to go to war. That's why we don't have a war in our hands right now. You know why we're not fighting all more than what we're fighting right now? Because Russia is nuclear armed and America is nuclear armed. So a little skirmish in Ukraine, they're kind of letting that slide. But they recognize the force of Russia. So they can't run in like they did in Iraq with Saddam Hussein and Libya. There was, that was an easy pickings, low-hanging fruit. They can't go and do what they did in Yugoslavia and bomb Yugoslavia for 78 days, bomb Iraq for 40 days with shock and awe. Force. Power. Force. So understand this is how the world runs. The world runs by force. But we have the greatest force. We have spiritual force. We have the authority vested in us by who? Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I want you to know and understand that if you call yourself a Christian, Jesus spoke to you and told you, Luke ten nineteen. Behold, I give you power. Trample upon serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means, methods, devices harm you. We must take our authority by force. Take what God promised you by force. You sick in your body, you've got to take your health back. Tell that sickness it's got to go. That's what the Bible tells us. So why are you not doing it? <clears throat> why are you satisfying with 30-fold, 60-fold, when Jesus said you can have 100-fold, 100% of your health, and be vibrant and strong? You've got to come back and talk to the Lord and say, Lord, I know I'm not going to satisfy with that. Take authority by force. Satan robs, he kills, he destroys. Whether he robs little or big, he wants to kill you. Dance on your grave. Wants to destroy your destiny. Wants to destroy your future. Wants to destroy everything that God has destined you to become. He wants you to look over your life and say, I could have been, would have been, and should have been. No, 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 no. It's not too late. I don't care how many birthdays you have. Pick up now. Start now. Devil is not going to rob me no more. Now let's get to Matthew, the 11th chapter. Grab your Bible. Grab your pen, paper. Get some notes because I'm going to be uh, talking. We're going to be moving fast. Uh, tonight we want to exhort you. We want to show you some things from the Bible so you get some fire in your belly, fire in your bowels, fire in your spirit. So you'll begin to war for your children, your grandchildren. You don't want to war for yourself? All right, no problem. But what about your grandchild or grandchildren? What about your children? What about uh, somebody else's child? Hmm? Have you ever heard some real sob stories about people's children? Well, just imagine their children are your children too. Because what you sow, you'll reap. What you do for others will come back to you. All people's children are my children. All people's grandchildren are my grandchildren. This is how I see it. So I'm not just warring for us four and no more. I'm warring for the seed of the righteous. I'm warring for the children of the righteous. You hear what I'm saying? All them prodigal boys out there, 
I'm part of your girl. You must come because I'm going to shatter and break and destroy every shackle of hell on your mind. All them perverted, lying, foul devils that are rooted in your mind. We're going to burn them up and unroot them, uproot them with fire and burning sulfur. Matthew 11 and verse 12 says, On the time of John the Baptist, listen carefully, this is not Old Testament. He's talking about New Testament, the forerunner of Jesus. From the time of John the Baptist, this is when it began. That's what that means. From the time John the Baptist began to preach until now. Now, this is what your Bible says. It's not what I say. This is what your Bible says. From that time till now, there has been a new sheriff in town. This is a new order. The new world order began at that time. So don't let nobody come and tell you about new world order and reset. No, we have already been reset. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And I'm feeling a fire burning in my sanctified soul tonight. From that time, this is Matthew 11 and verse 12. Write it down. If you, if, you, if you don't have capacity to write it down, I want you to make sure you go tomorrow. Go to YouTube. You go to Bible Code 7, University of Spiritual Warfare. Get this video. Share it with your friends. And put a like on the button. I don't know about all that stuff, but put a like on it too. Then you listen to this very carefully. It says, from the time John the Baptist began preaching until now. Until now. In other words, when John the Baptist began preaching, who did he begin to preach to? Jesus. Jesus, and who did he begin to preach? The kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing ever since John the Baptist started preaching. Don't believe that, you see, that means there was a new sheriff in town. There was a new power on the scene. And John came to talk about this new person, this new man coming in town. So from that time till now, a new world order started. Uh, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing. John started it. John the Baptist, that is. So the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing, not retreating. The King James says from the time of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered the violence and the violent take it by force. Most people don't even know what, what that means. It sounds foreign and strange. So they, they kind of fly over the head. Well, this is what it means. From the time of John the Baptist, so from the time he began preaching until now, today, 2022, 31st March, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing. The kingdom of heaven has not been retreating. The devil is not having his way. The devil is not winning. The kingdom has been forcefully advancing. With what force? With what power? The devil only understands one thing, and that's what? Force, power. And the power of Jesus is greater than the power of the devil. It's been forcefully advancing, and violent people are taking the kingdom and the promises of God in the kingdom that are enabled to us in the kingdom by force. But the Bible says here, violent people, and the violent take it by force. You've got to take what Jesus promised by force. Why? Because the devil robs, 
kills and destroys. He comes to put stumbling blocks before you. He comes to what? Stop you. He comes to what? Steal from you. Steal your strength. Steal your joy. If your joy is stolen, you ain't got no strength. But the joy of the Lord is your strength. He comes to steal your knowledge of him. He comes to steal your peace. He comes to weaken you. comes at night, give you some serious, ugly, disgusting dreams. The Bible says, wild man slept. The devil came and he wants to sow what? Dendrils, weed, tears among the precious weed. False wheat. This is what he comes to show. And I, I get those visions every so often. I got one last night where this man came along and he was a false prophet and he was showing himself off. And he was showing off what he could do and he was, uh, and he was acting like he, he could lay hands on everybody and all that and things would happen. But when God, I discerned him. I was a false prophet, false messiah. You understand? So in my future, somebody might come and try to influence me and say so and so and so. You're a false messiah. You're not the real deal. So that's what God warns us about. When did it happen? While we're asleep. So we've got to be careful. And we've got to do what? Test the spirits. When people come and cross your path, test the spirits. Don't fall just because somebody looks and they come with a persona and they come with an entourage and they come and they look like the trapping of money is on them and influence and great power and their name is known. They got a big ministry. In other words, I got a big ministry and I have a big name and uh, I am here, there, and everywhere. I'm not impressed with that. You're a man of God. God bless you. Bless you in what you do for Jesus. Make sure you're doing it for Jesus. And God bless you in your corner. He'll bless me in mine. And understand one thing. I don't have to join up with you, and you don't have to join up with me. Why? Because Jesus never has two generals and put them in the same tent. Uh, when he had generous Paul, was uh, Saul, separate me, Saul and Barnabas. Separate them. You don't take two generals and put them over here. No. You put one general over here and one general over here. Why do you need two generals to conduct one warfare? No. One man is a general. You go over this side. You're another one. That's how you deploy your army. So I don't have to hook up with some big guy and this. No, 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 no. I'm a general. I know who I am. I know who I am. What I am. I've been positioned above the nation of the earth, the kingdoms of the world. Do you hear what I'm telling you? And this is where I want to place you. I want you to understand you've been positioned yet. I want to train you up to handle that position. Let's go to Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8. We've been there before. We're going to go back there. We've got the crux of the matter, the pillar, the foundation of Code 7. Or one of the pillars of Code 7 warfare is this. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8 says, This book of instruction, I love this version, Holman Christian Bible. This book of instruction, I didn't talk about this book of the law. There's no law book. This is a book of instruction. It's God's word that instructs us, tells us what to do. And it says, This book of instruction, this is how I want you to see it, how to live your life and live it victoriously. This book of instruction must not depart. From your mouth. It must not leave your lips. 
you must be constantly declaring it. You are to recite it day and night. That's the only version that says you need to recite it day and night, by the way. Holman Christian Bible. You are to recite it day and night so that you may carefully observe everything written in it. But then you will prosper. Then you'll have good success. You'll prosper and succeed in whatever you do. Anything you do, you will come to success. It will prosper. Let me tell you something. I'm a prosperous man. Are you hearing me? Don't measure my prosperity by how many billions of dollars and uh, the car I drive and all that. that. That don't bother me. I know who I am. I know what I am. I know my positional standing. So I don't need a car to make me put, be pushed up. I don't need super clothes to push me up. I don't live to need to live in a mansion to live pushed up. I don't need any kind of external trapping to make me or uh, impress me so I can impress anybody. No, I know who I am. I don't impress people by my external appearance. I, I intend to impress people by my connection to Jesus, by declaring what does saith the Lord. That's my only impression, being a messenger boy for Jesus Christ. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? So the Bible says, you, then you will prosper and succeed in whatever you do. And it goes on, it says, didn't I command you? Haven't I command you? Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or discouraged. The opposite is, being, is fear or discouragement. But the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I'm with you. So how do you be strong and courageous? Meaning don't let anything frighten you. Don't be afraid of anything. I didn't give you a spirit of a fear. Give you a spirit of power and of love and a sound mind. Don't get discouraged. Things might not work out for you. It's, it's things look, look like it's falling apart on you. Don't get discouraged. Some things you see happening in your life, with your family. You say, oh my God, it looks like it's all falling apart. The axe is coming off the handle. Don't be afraid. <laughs> Don't be discouraged. Come on, let's fast and let's pray. I'm the first one to tell you, let's fast and pray. Why? I have to set you an example. And that's what my calling is. That's where I impress you. Let's fast. Let's pray. Let's talk to the Lord. Let's take this to a higher authority. That's where you impress people. You don't impress people by talking all kind of rubbish and taking all kind of stuff and then telling them about this and that. No, 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 no. You impress people by telling people, let's fast and let's take it to the world. The Bible says, the word of God says, he's got the first word and he's got the last word. So the Bible tells us, don't be afraid. Be strong, courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Don't fear. Don't doubt. The Lord your God is with you anywhere you go. Don't you ever forget that. Proverbs 23 and verse 7 says, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Anything you think deep in the recesses of your heart, so are you, and that is exactly what you are. I know what I think. I know who I am, and I have to constantly think those thoughts. I'm not ordinary. I'm extraordinary. I'm positioned above the nations of the earth, and I'm positioned above the kingdoms of the world. 
You know, I was thinking about this gentleman I admire. I've been hearing him from a little boy. This is the Hour of Decision with Billy Graham, the most preeminent preacher the world has ever seen. There are other people who are uh, uh, very good preachers, but I'm just saying Billy Graham because, you see, you talk to people now, and most of the people of my generation and some people, his name still carries. Certain things about Billy Graham, he was never a very impressive person. Never a person that you look at him and you see him wearing a fancy suit or you see him anything. No, no, no. Very humble, low-key guy. Always in a dark shirt, a dark suit, or a blue suit, black suit, white shirt, and a tie. And he didn't wear a loud tie. Like I like a loud tie sometimes. He wears a black tie. Very humble person. But yet, if you ask people who is the most impressive preacher today, they'd tell you Billy Graham, Dr. Billy Graham. They speak with him with certain deference and certain respect and admiration. I've been listening to him since I was a boy in the 1950s hearing him. And I wanted to let you know, he man knows who he is. We want you to know who you are. What Jesus has entitled you to, what he has told you, you can have, you must have. And when you're confronted with situations and you look at a situation that want to make you fall apart, put your hand on your head and say, Jesus, where are you? Uh, a dude like my granny used to do it. Put her hand on her head. And when the hand on the head didn't work, she put her hands on her hips, two hands, and she said, Ball, Jesus, take the case and give me the pillow. Because what she heard was overwhelming. And she was very expressive. I used to see as a little boy, see her do all those things and say all her, th and I didn't know what was going on because I was a young boy. But I know one thing about Granny. Granny was always saying, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry. Everything to Jesus in prayer. Don't tell me I didn't have good training. I had the best with Granny. Never realized how gr great my grandmother was. Because she raised us. Until my granny died and I started preaching the gospel. Then all of what granny did and what granny said and my examples of granny started flooding back to me. and said, son, you had a good root. You had a good example in your grandmother. I'll see my granny one day when we stand on the streets of glory. And I'll be able to say, granny, good job. Well done. Now... Today I want to talk to you because, you see, we've got to understand that there are certain things you need to do, and you need to do certain things and get some fire burning in you that I cannot do for you. You have to do it yourself. So I'm going to go back to my first book, The Hundredfold, and I'm going to start. And we talk about weaponizing the Word of God. And I ask the question, is, are you ready for your Jericho walls to come down? insurmountable difficulties that stand before you. Things that come in your life that make you cry and you say, oh my God, what is this? Why me? Why all these things come before me? It's just a test. Hello? I said, it's just a test. I have a test confronting me, confronting me right now. But it's just a test and I know it's just a test. And it's come on my plate to test me and see what you made of. It's like the devil come and he says, all right, boy, I'm going to do this for you. 
And he says, okay. This has nothing to do with me personally, but has something close to me. And he says, I'm going to see what you're going to do. Because he knows this is an area where he can touch me. So he said, I'm going to see what you can do. So this is what he has done. So what do I do? Do I wither up? No. It's like he put a Jericho wall before me. Well, guess what? My attitude is every Jericho wall must come down now. Satan's chains must be broken. Your story, your situation must change. And better must come to you. And it ain't about you personally. It's about you, your children, your family, your little ones, your grandchildren, other people's children. You must begin to see success and victory, not only in your life and in your immediate family's life. You must begin to see it in their ministry, people you begin to pray for and intercede with God for. You must begin to see visions and dreams that God revealed to you, things that, ha that are happening. Things are working. I pray, to, I pray to God that you will not be closed-minded, that you will not be able to not see things because, you see, you're, you're, you're not seeing in the Spirit. And Many men and many women of God can be used by God, but they're not seeing in the Spirit because they might be affrighted or afraid. And let's go back to Elijah. The Bible says Elijah, prophet Elijah, was a man or a human just like we are. And what happened with Elijah? Elijah was threatened by Jezebel right after he came down from Mount Carmel. He won that great victory over the prophets of Baal, and he killed them all. And what happened? Jezebel threatened him. And when he heard Jezebel threaten him, I'm going to kill you tomorrow. And if I don't kill you tomorrow, if I, you don't die tomorrow at this same time, may the gods kill me. She threatened him, took an oath. She didn't even tell him herself. She sent a messenger to him. The Bible says he took fear and he went to flight. He ran. And when he ran and he talked to God uh, and he said, God, I'm the only one left. The people have burnt, torn down your altars. They've all turned to the devil. I'm the only one left. <laughs> what did God do? God straightened him out and said, son, uh, don't put yourself in my shoes. Don't ever say you're the only one left. I got 7,000 left in Israel who have not bent their knees to Baal and who have not kissed him. That's what God said. So in other words, prophet Elijah, you've done a great job. You're just stressed out. You just allowed yourself to be <laughs> deceived for the choice of better words. You just allowed Jezebel's threat to enter your heart. You just allowed the deception of Jezebel to overcome you. But be encouraged, son. I got 7,000 that have not been contaminated with the devil. You did a great job. I'm not done with you yet. Well, let me tell you something. Where you are right now, God ain't done with you yet. This is just the beginning. I don't care how many birthdays you have. I don't care if you got 90 birthdays. And you can't walk, you walk with a walker. Let me tell you something. You can pray. And when you pray, your prayers go from the, your lips into the ears of the living God. You can accomplish more now than you have ever accomplished in all your whole life. 
Why? Because it is not by might, it's not by power, but by my spirit, said the Lord. And I want to get you, I want to get you fired up tonight. Let you know that your story is changing. Better is coming. Changes are going to come around you because you're going to learn how to fast. You're going to learn how to pray. You're going to learn how to code. You're going to learn how to weaponize the word of the living God. The word of God is a weapon. Second Corinthians 10 says, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. The weapons of our warfare, the weapons we fight with are mighty weapons through God to pull down any fortress and any stronghold. That's what we fight with. We don't fight with guns and bullets and bombs and tanks. Do you hear what I'm telling you? Put that out of your mind. My weapons is mightier than any other weapon you can think of. One of our angels, my friends, can kill 185,000 men in one night. Don't mess with me. I'm dangerous. And I know how to wield the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of the living God. I know how to weaponize the word through Code 7. I know how to release that word from my mouth. I know how to do it as the Bible says. I know how to do it as Jesus did. Yes, he did it. Matthew, the 23rd chapter, beginning at the 13th verse, he issued seven woes to the scribes and Pharisees out of eight. He utilized his word to cut them down. It is an offensive weapon to go on the offense. We don't play defense. Pull down demonic strongholds that's in your life your family's life, situations, and all the things that come against you to break the chains of hell. We don't tolerate changes. Jesus didn't die on the cross so we can tolerate sin and tolerate the devil. No, he died so we could have what? All out, flat out victory over the devil and the forces of darkness. Did you hear what I'm telling you? Jesus don't give us tolerance. He gives us what? Victory. Let's remember, with God, there's no magic that would make God a magician. God is God. Jesus is Jesus. He is God. And man in one person. God is not an actor. He doesn't play the role of God. He is God all by himself. God responds to his word only. And not to magic formulas or to magically fulfill anybody's fantasy. He's not a fantasy God. Do you hear what I'm saying? People have little terms and words. There's no Disney World God. Magic Kingdom God. Make-believe God. No, we don't deal with that rubbish. We don't deal with that nonsense. God is no Disney World God. He is real. Jesus is real. The Bible says when everything started again, the new order started, it started when John the Baptist came into this world. From the time of John the Baptist till now, there's a new world order. The kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing. It started with John the Baptist when he came and said, Hey, guys, straighten up yourself. Clean up your act. There's coming one after me who is mightier than me. I'm not even deserving to reach down and, and, and untie this man's shoes. I'm not even deserving to wipe his dirty feet. I'm not deserving 
of to even come near him and converse with him. He is coming behind me. I'm just here to tell you, straighten up your act. Clean up yourself. And I baptize you to what? Repent from your sins. That was not the baptism unto everlasting life. Jesus had to do that. We do so in Jesus' name. But he baptized unto repentance. And this is what John the Baptist did. And don't ever forget, I'm teaching you something here tonight. Matthew 11 and 12, it started, the new world order started from the time John the Baptist began preaching until now. The kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing. It never retreated. It started at the time with John. There was no retreat in Jesus. There's no going back. There's no defeat of the devil pushing Jesus back or his church back one inch. You might fall and stumble. You might get weak or I might get weak. We might want to uh, stumble and some people might fall and go back in the world. Let's face it, some preachers, they've been preaching Jesus, but they were numbered among us, but they're never one of us. But the real believers that have Jesus, when they can't move and when they cannot advance, they dig in. And they stand their ground until Jesus comes and begins to propel them forward. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm going to tell you tonight, stand your ground. But I want to move you from where you're standing. And I want to propel you forward because the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully and must forcefully advance. It advances by force. It goes forward by what? Force. Spiritual force. Warfare. Violent people. Take it by force. Spiritual violence is allowed by God. The kingdom allows violence. This is what we got to understand. Jeremiah 23 and 29 says, Is not my word like as a fire, said the Lord, like a hammer that breaks the rocks in pieces. God works a hammer. His word is a jackhammer. His word is a flamethrower. God wants us to know and understand that everything moves by my word. My God, John the Baptist came and said, this is the new world order right here. And when the king and the kingdom came, the first thing he did, he showed us how to confront the devil. Matthew, the fourth chapter, he went to the devil. The Bible says he was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness. He was led up into the wilderness. This was no leading down. No, Jesus, don't go down. He was led up, and he met the devil. Prince of darkness. And he met him. But what did he do when he met him, before he met him? He fasted, prepared to meet the devil. And that's what you got to do, and I got to do. Don't ever go before the devil without your fasting and praying. Fasting brings your power. Fasting brings your strength. Fasting empties you of yourself and all the, the weakness that you have, human weaknesses and limitations, and fill you up with Jesus. Fill you up with power. So when you go before the devil, you can look at the devil and tell the devil, it is written. That's what the devil needs to hear. It is written. The devil is not afraid of any of, your, any, any of what else you do. And I know some people love to sing. Sing all you want to the devil. You hear me? See if you get any relief from it. The devil only understands one thing. It is 
written, Jesus gave us a demo. Fasting first. The it is written second. It is written consistently. It is written. It is written. It is written. And you don't stop at three times. Jesus might have stopped at three times. The devil left him. The angels came and ministered to him. We go again, what, seven times. We don't quit. We don't give in. We don't give up. We keep going. Seven times. That's what Code 7 Warfare is all about. You must understand that you can kill the works of darkness. You must understand that through the word of the living God, the strongholds of heaven, of hell, will be shattered and destroyed to little pieces. Every stronghold must be what? Broken. The strongholds of hell must be in your spiritual cross here. Are you sick in your body? Are you worried? Do you have anxiety? That's a stronghold of hell. You can destroy it. There's nothing that the devil comes to you with that cannot be destroyed. You're in, engaged in spiritual warfare, not physical warfare. And you must understand that when you utilize the sword of the Spirit, when you utilize the weaponry that Jesus gave us, you must understand that Jesus Christ will give you the victory. Why? Because he watches over his word to perform it. You know how many times I tell people, and I bring them and I say, cut your teeth on this. This is where I cut my teeth. Start out with Psalm 91. Start declaring Psalm 91. Day and night, night and day. Seven times a day. Declare it in your house. And you know what they do? They kind of get a little zeal, a little passion. They start out. And all of a sudden, it's like, well, I'm doing it. Nothing is happening. I don't see no uh, lights flashing. I don't hear no bells ringing, no whistles blowing. I don't see anything psychedelic. Uh, it feels like nothing has happened. I said, great. That's how you know it's working. But you know, people peter out. They lose steam. There's no diligence in them. And they believe things are not happening, so guess what? They stop. And when they stop, the devil says, thank you. Oh, thank you so much. So the devil gives them a little respite. <clears throat> the devil gives them a little break. And then after he does give them a little break, then he begins to come back again. And he might turn on the heat in another area. And then he begins to harass and oppress them, torment them. Foul and unclean demons begin to torment them. Why? Because you stopped. You're like the king of Moab. And the man of God, Elijah, says, take the arrows and strike the ground. All he could do is strike the ground three times. And the man of God, Elijah, was furious with him and said, you should have struck the ground five or six times if you'd have done so with a little more gusto, a little more zeal, a little more passion. You would have defeated the Syrians six times or five times. You would have utterly wasted them and destroyed them. Now, all you're going to do is defeat them three times. And after three defeats, they're going to come back. They're going to be a thorn in your flesh. And so it is today with Israel and Syria. Had this man named Joash took those arrows, stupid thing it looks like, and struck the ground five or six times, Israel, Syria wouldn't be there. You hear what I'm telling you? We must understand that certain things, what are foolish things before God, what seems foolish to the wise and the prudent, these things, God says, I will use them, and I will make it. Make you look foolish because they look foolish to you. 
but I'm going to use foolish things to astound you. Wise and prudent man. You're too wise. You're too intellectual. You're too smart for yourself. I don't think like you. That's what God is saying. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Yeah, you've been hearing me preach already. We'll go one and one makes two. That's how you, you, you teach and reason logically. With God, uh-uh. That's not how God reasons. One and one could be 11 with God. Two and two is 22. You're dealing with God. There's no limit to him. Don't box him into the natural world. He governs the natural world. He is super above natural. Don't box him in here. Don't limit him. We live in a natural world. One plus one is two, and two plus two is four. That's how we logic. That's how logic and reason works. That's how we add and we subtract. But not so with God. When it comes to God, you must let go and let God be God because God does the miraculous. From the time of John the Baptist until this day, kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing. A new world order has come. Have you been hearing talk about a new world order is coming? We got to lead the new world order? Rubbish. Don't listen to these lying fools. They're deluded. They're a bunch of idiots. They're a bunch of bozos, clowns, dressed up as presidents and prime ministers, thinking themselves to be smart, professing themselves to be wise, but they're a bunch of fools. But they say in your heart there is no God. In your thinking, the imagination of your thoughts, they have nothing but Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They disregard Jesus. Not all about that. I used to be an atheist. And when you leave Jesus out, he has a way of coming around and bite you. And bring you, surprise you, and let you know, I am the Lord, and beside me there is no other. From the time of John the Baptist, the new world order began. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing. The force of God is moving. A couple of weeks, I talk, a couple of months ago, I talked about you. When I saw a couple of years ago, I saw Star Wars. That's the first one I saw. And when I left, I heard one thing in the Star Wars movie. It was so moving. That was years before I started going to church, years before I started following Jesus. May the force be with you. And for months, I was walking. The force is with me. What force? I didn't even know that. Was still an atheist. May the force be with you. And that's what these people are talking about. When you hear them talk all that talk, presidents and prime ministers and billionaires, to them, God is a force. To them, God is a force that they can manipulate. They can live their life any old way. Don't worry, he'll accept you. But that force is with me and I can do what I want to. Do as thou wilt, that force tells me. Anything you want, just go ahead and do it. That's not Jesus. That's not the force. You see, there is a real force in this universe. His name is Jesus. And we got to reckon with him and deal with him. Of course, he gives you free will to do anything you want to do. When I was an atheist, I was doing my thing. He allowed me to do my thing, make a fool out of myself, slam my head against the wall, 
until I succumbed and I said, no, 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 I'm tired. I'm done, Lord. I'm, I, I had enough. No, sir. No, thank you, sir. I, I don't want to do my thing anymore. I want to do your thing. I'm going I'm to try your thing. The kingdom of God has been forcefully advancing. Then I came into the kingdom as a subject of God. Came into the kingdom of God. I was a subject of the king. I'm a kingdom person now. Then he began to make a kingdom warrior out of me. And whether I remember the day in 1988 when I came into the kingdom and I started decreeing after the devil was put me through the meat grinder, the mix master. And when he introduced the word of God to me, I remember the day the violent spirit came in me. And I said, my God, I'm a Christian now. And I'm not getting what I'm supposed to get. You mean to tell me I'm supposed to have all this and I'm not having it? I became violent, and I heard the voice of the Lord speak to me. and said, rise up, mighty warrior, and begin to war. A good warfare. Begin to fight. Are oh, you hearing me? That's when the spirit of violence came into me. That's when that spirit took over in me. I was a Christian, but now God had parted now. I was a baby Christian. You know, you're drinking milk and you believe, you know, you're coming in from the cold. You say, oh, well, I'm in the house of God now and all them bad boys are out there. And now I'm just going to come and, you know, everything is going to be peaches and cream. I'm in the house of God now. I come to church on Sunday. I give a little offering in the offering prayer. Listen to what the preacher said. I sing the song and I wave my hand. Don't know why I'm waving my hand. I'm just doing what I see everybody else do. When everybody else clap, I clap. Mm-hmm. Didn't know nothing. Didn't know nothing about spiritual warfare. Thought everything was going to be nice and easy sailing. And all of a sudden, all hell done broke loose on me. Oh, God Almighty. Oh, Jesus. The experiences I had. The things begin to crawl all over my body. Witchcraft, sorcery, you name it. Black magic, white magic, blue magic. Everything came all at once. Thought I was going bananas. And the devil of hell put me through his meat master, mix master. Put me through the meat grinder. Until Jesus began to give me a spirit of violence. You see, God didn't want me to sit down and just drink milk. No, he said, son, you have come into the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing. I want you to know what kingdom warfare is. You must come into the kingdom and what? Advance the kingdom. You didn't come here to sit and hold the fort till Jesus comes. You come to do what? forcefully advance the kingdom. Get up off of that mentality about holding the fort and just sit until Jesus comes. No, you must forcefully advance the kingdom. The kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing. No dead weights allowed. No dead beats allowed in there. Either you're in and you're going to forcefully advance the kingdom or you're going to be out. And if you don't advance the kingdom, don't worry. Jesus knows how to throw you in the deep end of the pool. Uh-huh. Like he did to me. Where you either sink or swim. Either war. Or you've been warred where, or be warred at. You either fight 
or you either succumb. You are going to advance the kingdom because no dead beats allowed in the kingdom of God. Violent people take it by force. You've got to learn hostility and violence in the kingdom. That's the word. Matthew 11 and verse 12. I want you to burn that in your psyche. The new world order began at that time. From the time John the Baptist began to preach until this day, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing. You think the kingdom of heaven is going backwards? Oh, Lord, the church is this and the church is that. And, oh, God, are you seeing what the preachers are doing? We're talking today. I, say, ah, I haven't heard any big-name preachers talking against what's going on today. And talk. Well, Don't worry about them. Don't worry about them. Because, you see, God, look at them, and God know many of them have been bought and paid for. Many of them have washed up. But God has a people. He has some saints. He's got some young people that he's raising up. He's got some young people that he's working on right now. He's got some young people he's putting through the mix master. He's got some young people that he's putting through this meat grinder of Satan like he did to me. Those young people are coming up. Those people are young people are coming out. Those young people, we're going to pray. We're praying on them out. And God been showing us that he's breaking the chains. He's loosening them. God's been showing us the strong man, how the strong man been battered. The strong man has been bruised. The strong man's hands has been burnt with fire. The strong man is losing fingers off of his hands. The strong man's grip has been lessened because God says, I'm going to take the prey from the, the mighty warrior, and I'm going to take the captives from the strong man. God is releasing them because we are praying. And just like when God released me out of Satan's mix master, I mean, he released me from his meat grinder. God is releasing some young men and young women. God is going to bring the word, the fire of God in their mouth. When they begin to declare the word, they begin to find out that this is where the real power of God lies. They're going to find out that what Jesus demonstrated to us in Matthew 4, it is written, it is written. That's where the power is. The power of God is in the word of God. The sword of the spirit is the word of God. When you put on the helmet of salvation, then you've got to take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and fight! You fast and fight. No devil of hell can defeat you. Kingdom of God is forcefully advancing. No retreat, no defeat. Violent people take it by force. There are some new violent warriors coming, young boys and young and they're wet behind the ears. They don't know nothing. They won't regard the denomination, and they won't listen to no preacher trying to bring them into a mold. No, they're going to say, this is what the word says. And they're going to declare the word, and go by the word, live by the word, and declare the word. They're going to recite the word. They're going to be strong and courageous. They will not be afraid. They will not be discouraged. They're going to be word warriors, and they're going to come, and what they accomplish in Two months and three months is what many of these oh, long outstanding preachers accomplished after 30 years. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? A new breed is coming up. The Joshua generation is coming alive today. And I want to be there and just show them and say, hey, this is how you do it. This is how Jesus did it. It is the word. It is, the, it is written. You don't sing to no devil. 
tense. Uh, you, you sing three slow songs and two fast songs, uh, all that kind of foolish formula. No, you come with the word. The devil don't understand nothing but the word of the living God. The forceful advancing of the kingdom of God. The forceful advancing of the kingdom of God. Why? By the violent warriors coming into the kingdom. Rise up, mighty warrior. Time for warfare. You must understand, God gave us the scripture. And everything you need is in the scripture. You must understand, and we're going to look around and see the devil has locked up some people. He's looking around and see that the devil has locked up some groups of people. And please don't tell me that Satan cannot lock up groups of people. Simon of Samaria locked up a group of people, the rich ones as well as the poor ones in Samaria. Everybody in Samaria, that cold geographical area, gave out. This is the great this man is the great power of God. This man is the great power of God. And they heeded him. They bowed down to him. They reverenced him. And he harassed them and he locked them up. Well, let me tell you something. When a greater power comes, Simon had to yield and give way. When the preaching came about Jesus, the king in the kingdom, the kingdom was forcefully advance because everybody left Simon's kingdom the kingdom of darkness and came into the kingdom of light of Jesus Christ of Nazareth the king I see him in his majesty and his splendor right now I see him as John the revelator saw him here like wool and eyes like fire I see him in his robe regal white robe with a girdle of gold around his chest. And I see him with his nailed print hand, the nail-scarred hand, nail-scarred feet. And I see him. Well, when he showed up in the kingdom of darkness with his radiance, everybody left the darkness. And they came to the light of Jesus. The kingdom was forcefully advanced. Let me tell you something. The new world order began. When John the Baptist started, the kingdom of God is forcefully advancing, even right now. But you see, he needs some violent people, spiritually violent people who will why, take it by force because the devil ain't going to give it to you. The devil will not get out of your way. That's what Jesus told the scribes and the Pharisees. You stand in the way and you block and hinder the way of those who want to get in the kingdom and you hinder them, you block them. And you won't allow them to go in. Well, guess what? You don't allow us. Woe be unto you, buddy. Fire and burning sulfur be on you. I'll torment you with fire. i burn you with fire, the Holy Spirit. You better get out of my way because I'm going in the kingdom. I'm violent. And when I get in the kingdom, which I'm in right now, I'm going to take ground. I'm going to take more. Why? Because I'm going to take it by force. Spiritual violence. Is what spiritual warfare is all about. I want you to know and understand you've been fully endowed, fully equipped to conduct this warfare. You're not an orphan. 
I was watching television the other day, and I was looking at the people in uh, in in the war going on in Ukraine. And one of the first things I do, I see them have it's winter over there. They dress warm. They got boots on. They got helmets on. They got their guns and they got their equipment at the ready. Now look at some of them. They got a wool cap on. And I said, "What's that going to do? A bullet could go right through your head in a wool cap." But I looked at the army guys, the real army guys. I see they have a helmet on. So if you get a bullet to the head, it can't go penetrate your helmet. It'll, it won't blow your brains out. It will, it will go to the helmet, and the helmet is, helmet is bulletproof. They're fully dressed for battle. They got the whole armor on. And they're violent. They're ready for warfare. This is what you need to be done. You need to be ready. Violent people, take it by force. Take back what the devil stole from you. Take back your children. Take back your grandchildren. Take back your 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 your, your well being and your welfare. Take back your finances. Not because uh, 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 the world is going into a uh, inflation and all that. Kind of, you don't have to be included. You're not the world. No, you're not. Where you get this idea from? I'm not the world. Look at what the scripture says. It says the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing. That's part of where I am. My king is King Jesus. My king is not King Biden or King Putin or King Z or King Billionaire or whoever. My king is King Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't come with that nonsense. Don't come thinking of down here. The, the new world order started from the time of John the Baptist till today. The kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing. Why? Because with Jesus, there's no turning back. There's no defeat in Jesus. Not because things are not going well. If you don't believe that the kingdom of God is retreating or it's not going well, no. Don't do a Elijah on God. I'm the only one left. No, no, no. You're not the only one left. I got 7,000 left, buddy. Well, God, look at the church. Look at the condition of the church. Well, don't worry about the church. I got some young people rising up. They're warriors. You don't even know them. They aren't even going to church yet. They're praying. They're releasing the word day and night. They're learning warfare at home. They didn't join a church. They got little prior groups going. They're in the schools. They're in the high schools. They're in the grade school. Middle schools, I mean. They're meeting their little friends by the, by the, under the tree in the cafeteria in the, in the corner. And they're talking about the things of God. They're reading their little Bible verses in the school. I got some children, some violent children coming up. I got some of them young people, middle school, high school. They're in the mixed master of Satan. I'm processing them. And when I'm done processing them, I'm going to do like I did with Norman. I'm going to bring them into the revelation of who Jesus is. I'm going to bring them into the word. I'm going to open their eyes, and I'm going to show them word warfare. 
Don't you believe, Norman? You're the only one I know how to deal with. No, 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 no. I know how to deal with them. I've got thousands and millions of them all over the world. I'm training up, bringing into warfare, teaching them, be it is written, showing them how to weaponize the word of the living God. My Holy Spirit is leading them into all truth. I have them marked and destined for salvation. Norman, your assignment is to pray for them. Norman, your assignment is to fast and pray and begin to intercede for them. Anywhere you go, Norman, you need to teach them. Norman, you got to teach the university. Put it on the, the different platforms. YouTube, different areas, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Apple Podcasts. Put it over there. Put it on different platforms. When I'm ready, the Lord God say, I will take them onto the different platform, and I will show them your podcast. You will teach them then. They'll be all over the world, somewhere far where you've never been to, and you don't even know their name. doesn't matter. I'll take your teaching, and I'll reveal it to them. They'll listen, and they'll learn. You do what I tell you, and I'll do the rest. Don't ever believe you're the only one left. I got 7,000 of them. My kingdom is advancing forcefully. Violence, I'm teaching them. I'm appearing to them. The same way I taught you, Norman, how to become violent. When you begin to read that word, you're in the devil's mix, master. It's the same way I'm going to do it with them. I want you to move from where you are. I don't want you to be complacent where the devil got you. He might have you in a down position right now, but you're coming up, and you're coming out. You might be in pain in your body, but hold on. Declare the word of God. You see, God has a threshold. He knows what to do. Paul, the apostle, had a thorn in the flesh, and he endured the thorn in the flesh, and he went to the Lord and said, God, Straight time, take it from me. I can't deal with it. And God says, don't worry, my son. My grace is sufficient for you. So when God was ready, what did he do? He lessened the pain, I guess. Say, my grace is sufficient for you. But he never took it away from him. That's some things that we're going to go through life with. But God wants you to know, my grace is sufficient for you. But you must war. Forcefully advance the kingdom because that's who you are. That's what you're a part of. You must fast and pray. You must fast and pray. The demons must go. The demons must least listen to. The it is written. They must leave you. They must go. Your story must change. You must go for your hundredfold. Don't settle for thirtyfold and sixtyfold. In your health, in your peace, in your joy, in your finances. You must do the word. You must live by the word. You must get the word in you. Uh, and then when you get the word in you, you must get the word out of you. You must recite that word day and night. You must decide your mind to be bold and courageous. You must decide that you're going to be prosperous and have good success. It don't come no other way except through the word of the living God. Devil must leave. The kingdom of God must be forcefully advanced. You must grow in God and in the in knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You must have your hundredfold. Psalm 118, 
Verse 5 says, I called upon the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me, and he set me in a large place. In your distress, call on Jesus. He says, if you call unto me, I'll hear you. I'll answer you. I'll demonstrate my power to you. I'll show you great and mighty things which you know not of. Call. You don't call, you won't get no answer. And when you call, you've got to understand that your position that you call from. All nations might surround you, but you must have a resolution of your will. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I'm going to destroy them. They might encircle me around like bees, but in the name of the Lord, I am going to destroy them without doubt. That's a violent attitude. The violent take it by force. You surround me like bees. Get in your mind a beekeeper. He's going for the honey, but he's got a beekeeper's outfit on. And he goes there, the bees, and he's got his hat on, the gloves on, he's got the shirt, the pants, everything. He's got the uniform on. And all the bees are just clinging to him. For him to see, he has to take his hands and brush the bees off. They surround him like bees. But the Bible says here they are quenched as a fire of thorns. You know what that means? When I was a young boy, there were some men, they didn't have no beekeeper's uniform on. You know how they got to the bees and get the honey? They used the smoke of a fire, and they make the bees drunk. So the bees would fall over from the smoke, and they would get the smoke all over them, smelling like smoke. And they'd go into the bee where the bees were, and he'd make the bees fall all over from the smoke. And what would they do? What would he do? He would reach his hand into the bee in the beehive and pull out these gobs of honey, and we'd have nice honey on the honeycomb. No beekeeper's outfit, and he never got bitten once. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? Why? They are quenched. They're put out as a fire of thorns. The smoke made them drunk. and They fall all over so the bees can't harm. In the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. I'm violent because I'm a part of the kingdom of God. And that kingdom of God must be advanced. And it must advance by force. And the Lord can count on me. To advance his kingdom. I'm not stopping now. I must have my hundredfold. I'm going to fulfill my purpose and my destiny. Some young people must come in. People must be taught. People must be nurtured. In the kingdom. Kingdom ways. Kingdom warfare. They must be taught violence. Spiritual violence. To fulfill the new world order. Since John the Baptist from now. Until now, the kingdom must advance forcefully. I am one of those forces, and you've got to deal with me. Please understand as I close all the Bible greats, great men and great women in the Bible, there were people just like us. Why? Because Jesus came down from his glory in heaven to become like us. Do you understand what I'm telling you? In the Old Testament, every one of those great people in the Bible are just like us. Elijah was a man just like us. And then what did Jesus do in the New Testament? 
Ever since the days of John the Baptist until now, Jesus came down. Shortly thereafter, John the Baptist started preaching, and he became like us. He put his spirit, his glory upon us, transformed us to become what? Violent kingdom warriors, forcefully advancing the kingdom. Mere mortals. He became like us. And of course, I don't want to. I, I don't want to have to be graphic and tell you about human biology. You got to take a bath. You eat. Got to go to the bathroom. Take a bath. Get, yeah, Jesus came like us. Had to do exactly what we do. Come on, Mary had to nurse him and diaper him and give him a bath. Change the diaper, just like us. Jesus, the King of the Kingdom. Just like us, all the Bible greats, but just like us, Jesus became just like us. So what? We could become just like him. And he showed us how through Bible Code 7. Oh, hallelujah. I love this word. Oh, glory to God. I love bringing you this stuff. Because while I'm teaching, Jesus is making revelation to me. Jesus is telling me I'm encouraging you. Fire is going in your belly. The new world order started with John the Baptist ever since the time of John the Baptist preaching until now. The kingdom of heaven was forcefully advancing. It is forcefully advancing. It's advancing by force today. That forces of darkness can never overcome the forces of light. Light can never be put out by darkness, but darkness can be put out by light. And the violent people, the violent sons of God, are taking the kingdom by force. You must become violent. No nice, nice stuff. You're too nice. People come and they see you. They take advantage of you. They walk over you. You're too nice. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't be nice. But when you get in your closet, when you get to war, war, somebody going dead. I'm not fighting to beat the air like Paul the Apostle says. No, 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 no. I don't beat the air. I don't shadow box. I fight to land blows on the adversary. Somebody is going to succumb. Somebody's going to die. And it won't be me. I shall live. I shall not die. And it won't be my children, my wife. It will not be my grandchildren because I'm warring for them. But you hear what I'm telling you? They mean so much to me. It won't be the generation Z, this generation that are marked and destined for salvation. I don't know them. I see some of them, my God, they got tattoos on them. They got an earring, nose ring, this, that. I'm warring for them. Jesus didn't die to save bodies. He died to save souls. No matter what you look like, it don't bother me. Your hair don't bother me. It's your soul I'm after for Jesus. So, this is the long and the short of it. Become violent. Forcefully advance the kingdom. Take it by force. 
take what Jesus said you could have. Take your hundredfold and take it by force. In Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for your children tonight. Those in the sound of my voice, now and in the future, I pray that they'll understand that the new world order began with John the Baptist. That's the new world order in the blood of Jesus Christ. The new world order has no ending. The Bible tells us that of his kingdom, of Jesus' kingdom, there shall be no end. Do you understand that? Make them to understand that. There's no end to your kingdom. For of his kingdom there shall be no end. Every human kingdom, every empire is going to end. But of Jesus' kingdom there shall be no end. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, bring your people to know and understand they are a pivotal part of the kingdom. You're a pillar in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God must advance forcefully. And if you're in a position today where you're standing still, you're holding your ground, you can't go forward, don't go backward. Don't budge. Stand your ground. Fast. I encourage you to fast tonight. Tomorrow. Begin to use the it is written. Wield the it is written as a sword, a mighty sword. Come out of that frustration that you're in. Come out of that despondency. Come out of that discouragement. Come out of that fear. Don't worry about inflation and the job and all the things that are going on around. Jesus will take care of you. Took care of all these other people. He'll take care of you. Make sure you do it the kingdom way. Give. He said, then it shall be given to you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. You don't give, you don't get. And when you give, give upward. Don't give the same manner downward, or the same horizontal giving. Horizontal giving won't take you through with all the inflation that's going on. And don't give downward sparingly. Give upward. A greater measure, so you'll get greater measures. Then you'll be able to overcome inflation and have much left over. That's what the Bible says. Second Corinthians 9, 6 through 10. Upward giving. Do the word. Hammer your sicknesses, your diseases, whatever you're going through, your weaknesses, your limitations in your body, with the word of God. Speak, declare the, word, the healing scriptures over your body. It must bend and succumb to the word of the living God. Take care of your temple. Exercise. Diet. Work out. Take care of your body so your body can take care of you. When you don't feel good, your body don't feel good, you don't feel good. You can't do the things you need to do for the kingdom's sake because your body ain't in tip-top condition. Get your body in tip-top condition. Come on. Let's get this thing right. You're a warrior. And as a soldier, you got to train. You got to go not only in boot camp, but even if you've been a soldier for a while, you got to go on them five-mile runs every now and again. Do your calisthenics. Training, training, training. So when you come to the real thing, you know what to do, and you're in tip-top physical condition. So let's get this thing right. We're part of the new world order, kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. And we're violent. And we're going to advance the kingdom of God. Forcefully advance it. We're going to take it by force. 
in Jesus' name. May the Lord bless you tonight. May the Lord keep you. May he make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord God lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace, both now until Jesus returns. By the way, please go to BibleCode7.com. Check out our books. Make an order. Make some purchases. Learn and understand the strategy of spiritual warfare, spiritual violence, and what it can do for you, what it must do for you. You see, the key is to have understanding. That's the key right there. Because if I tell you certain things and you don't have the understanding, you question it. But when you have the understanding, you have a solid foundation. You're standing, a, standing on a solid pillar. And when you stand on solid pillars, that's when you're able to have great success. So God bless you. Have yourself an astoundingly peaceful, joyous, victorious, violent night of prayer in Jesus' name.